This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about authority as we continue discussing the key message points of Stephen Dickey's ministry. What is our role as believers in accomplishing God's will in the world around us? What is God's design for our own personal spiritual growth as individuals? Believe it or not, it all comes down to authority. And as always, you're probably not going to hear answers like this anywhere else. Here's a little sneak peek of what you can expect. When it comes to the world will be saved or not saved, the, the, the poor will be ministered to or not ministered to, they, they, they now all of a sudden believe that God will take care of it. And they'll say it out, God, you know, the poor will be taken because God's going to. No, listen, he, he, how he's doing it is he's sending us. And the us he's sending is very few. And we only have so much time, energy, and, and power to give, you yeah. know, money to give. So we need more of you to come and give your energy and your time, your money yeah. into this. And we'll see more people receive mercy and more re- people receive love. More people receive the kindness of God. His vision and what God, God's told him to do would be for nothing if no, if no one followed him. Yeah. We would not have the things that God has showed us to do, we would not be able to do it unless he led and people followed. It would be, I mean, we could do something by ourselves and we did it first because we didn't have anybody. We started small and God said, don't, don't, don't not hate, despise small beginnings. And that's, we, Steve and I can look back and see when we didn't have anybody that was really following. But now we have incredible followers who are now leaders who have people following. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Oroville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. This is Max, and I'm with Stephen Vicky Orsillo, Senior Pastors of the Father's House Church. Woot woot! And this is The Uncommon Truth. I'm excited. After a short hiatus, we I, you don't know there's a hiatus, listeners, because we pre-recorded some episodes, but Steve and Vicky are a lot more tan than they have been because they went to visit family in Hawaii. Phenomenal. I love Hawaii. Aloha. I love Hawaii. Amen. It's my favorite place in the world. To it, go to. it looked like you guys were having lots of fun. We did. We, we had a great time. Enjoy every moment. We got this... Steve to swim to a um, ice cold pond in Waimea Falls. You, he actually swam to Waimea Falls. Falls. I got in that yeah. thing and it was cold. It was cold. And you got to hang out with the granddaughters. Granddaughters, right? grandson, and son. Yeah. No, son and uh, who are son, they? Son, gra- daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law, and two granddaughters, son and two grandchildren. Okay, and and one of them was a School of Transformation Light. Uh, graduate, all graduate. three modules. Right? Two of Shout them graduated from the School of Ministry right. prior to the School of Transformation. Mm-hmm. And Anthony actually has signed up um, for School of Transformation Light. Okay. He's starting to march with his buddy. With him. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. let's see. This is going to air on Monday, and I think that it's technically past the deadline for School of Transformation Light. But if you want to, you just mentioned my name, Vicky, and you could still sign up for the School of Transformation you Light. Vicky sent, Vicky sent me. Vicky sent me. They love or that. Or this, See, Vicky said. Now, now, six months ago, we were going to. Uh, do you remember that? I was 
going to say that exact same thing and then Steve stole your thunder and said, We'll take you anyway and you got all mad at him because yeah, that's your do. line, right? Yeah, yes, my that's so. that's my life is just getting mad at him. How many people much. are here in, in school because you cornered world. them somewhere at church and uh, wouldn't let them leave until Honestly, you signed probably up. about seventy five percent. Of all the ones for 15 years or 14 years, yeah. probably 70. Yeah. You were you are not though. No, you're the 25 percent. I got your daughter Nicole got us. Well, there you go. She, but she was more of like an inception, like oh, the, you. I, I hear the Lord saying that you really would like these things mm-hmm. in your life. Wow. And that's what the Lord's saying, and we we're like, yeah, we would. Wow, you know that? That's so cool. And then we went back and we're like, wait, all those things are in Orville. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So it was a little bit more Shucks. subtle. Shucks. Vicky doesn't do so. No, I'm a Mack truck. Right. I'm a Mack truck. Right. Yes. Don't act. Don't act. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes. All right. Dear. Well, you guys are back reinvigorated <laughs> from yes, Hawaii. Dear. I'm glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. We missed you. I didn't feel like you guys left because I kept editing podcasts and listening to our conversations. <laughs> oh, boy. So and you have was, the Dancing Steve, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Dancing Steve. Dancing Steve. The singing that, Steve. That's the song that's in my head right now. A that's little bit awesome. of ABBA. Instead of Dancing Queen, it's Dancing Steve. <laughs> so I won't sing that By one. By ABBA. You. Do you have a song in your head? Oh, many. Many. Which one is it? Jesus Christ is Lord, and God's still on the throne. Bum, 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 bum. There's power in the blood, and I'm saved to the bone. Bum, 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 bum. Devil comes against me, he's going to feel some pain. I will smite him, bruise him, cast him out by the power of Jesus' name. Nice. I'm glad That's we it. got the good microphones, yeah. but I should have brought my harmonica because I think I could have No longer on that. the outside. On the inside, I now stand. See, I'm sold out, no hold out. Yeah. Completely born again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe on the third, third day, day Jesus rose Come on, from Vicky, the grave. Back up. The world thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I am just radically saved. Homage to Carmen. Carmen Ever since uh, I read, I, I read a Facebook post that Carmen last had week. passed away last week. I heard week. that. Yeah. yeah. I am absolutely. I just every day, all day long, I have Carmen He's songs going through my mind. I broke out in a Carmen song at church uh, in the church building the other day, and Max comes up and records me. That's I got awesome. I got video evidence. Yeah, that's video awesome. evidence. We'll put put that on Facebook somewhere I've just because we now have everywhere a, I go. a forty foot longer church in the last week. Right, <laughs> Our church is bigger. Yeah, cool. I broke out the wall and tore out the stage. If you want to see, you can go to the Father's House on Facebook and check out. Uh, I shot a time lapse of great. the wall between the old church and the new church expansion coming down. And it took less than like four hours from first. Didn't you record the drywall coming down and everything? Yeah. But that it, wasn't in that time lapse. It was, yeah. It was just so quick. Was it? So quick. Yeah. Oh. You, you got an old eyes. So check it out. The church is, is doing big things. They laid new carpet. They're going to lay more new carpet. Got some chairs coming in. That's the biggest thing, right? Not yet. The, the chair fundraiser. Not yet. We'll probably be sitting, stu- uh, what's it called, festival Not yet. We haven't even ordered style. the chairs yet be because we keep getting a free chair from, and we can't decide, we, we haven't found one. We That's like. your job, right, Vicky? Yeah, yeah, weren't you supposed to figure car. that out while you're in Hawaii? All the other things in the whole building are chosen, but the one thing Vicky oh, had boy. to choose... <laughs> The one job we have not picked, we have not ordered our chairs. Oh my goodness! I actually called the old company that sold us chairs before, and I, I kind of jumped in and got a free chair that's supposed to be here today. Yeah, and so it's here two days. It's a sample chair, right? We think yeah. we think uh, it'll be the one. Okay, and we'll order. God willing, the, it's the closest thing to gambling that you can do in Christianity is bet Church on the chairs. chair you want. Yeah, and I think chairs. they tell you when you order, they say it'll be 600 weeks until you get your chairs. <laughs> no, they tell you about 7 to 15 or something. Oh, it's like, man. wow, that's way out Aren't there. Aren't you glad I'm here laughing at you? 
courtesy laugh. Is that a courtesy laugh? Yeah, it was good, though. I'm just not funny. No, you are kind of funny. <laughs> oh, I okay. thought so. You guys are funny together. <laughs> funny looking. So anyway. we're, we're here, and uh, we're going to get back into, we've been doing, this is our second season. I messed it up a bunch of times. I called it all different numbers, but yes, it's season two. And we're going through the 10 points, the pillars of the Father's House yeah. that that you guys instilled when you founded the Father's House 22 years ago. 23. It's different every podcast. I know. You know, it? I just did a fact check, and you're right. You really nice. have screwed it up a lot of times. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I, I even wrote it down wrong, and um, people had to come back and be like, did, we, did I miss a whole season? And I'm like, no, okay, I'm sorry. It's season two. We're sorry. So we've covered about half of them now, and today we're talking about authority, which is a scary issue oh, a in, topic. in the world. It's kind of a loaded gun, right? Yeah. And the point reads, God gives authority to man to lead his church. So Say man, what? That's mankind. That's not talking about women pastors or yes. anything. It's that uh, that story that you tell about the the farmer who has the the amazing farm. Um, I think you've probably said it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but it might be worth repeating a little bit later. Okay. Um, but having people have a hard time trusting authority, right? And most of us realize that we need to allow ourselves to be led in some way. Like we have coaches and and mentors, husband um, and wives. Right. Lots yeah. of different areas that we take leadership in, but at the same time, we don't love being told what to do. Um, but then, you know, like, how are we going to get places in a group as the church or as a church or as a group of believers, if we're not going to listen to a leader, right? And so that's where this idea of, of God gives authority to man to lead his church. So when I was thinking about this, I came up with the, the verse that came actually just popped into my mind because we're all about read, read Jesus's words and act on them. And, and eventually, if you do that enough, they will come unbidden to your mind, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that popped into my head while I was brainstorming was Jesus had compassion on the crowds because they were harassed like sheep without a shepherd. And I think that's kind of how we are today in the church. It seems like there's really like good. sheep walking around this way, that way. Who Hitting are we going to... Who are we going to listen to? So does that sound kind of right today? Is is that how the church is? Well, I think certainly God gives authority to man to lead his church has completely been thrown out the door. Hmm. Um, I think that's true. And that leaves the sheep without a shepherd. Um, The shepherd simply says things but refuses to tell anybody what to do, Hmm. how to live. or and, and, And really, we were in a meeting in well in the east one time a very large group that was influencing tons and tons of young people and and a couple was talking to us and one of the leaders walked over and said about us about vicky and i hey this you go go visit them if that's where you go if you want to be told what to do to you guys he actually said it out loud and it was kind of shocking and embarrassing and it was like wow thank you well you know that and, and, and that was such a negative thing. I don't want to tell anyone what to do. And I, I wonder where that, I have no idea how that took root mm-hmm. in so many different religious streams and Christian streams. But I think that um, it's the scripture that says, Paul says to, um, in one of his letters, he says, you don't need anyone to tell you. The Holy Spirit tells you this. And what's been quoted to me over the last 10 years, numerous times in numerous settings, is that Paul said, we don't need a man to tell us what to do. The Holy Spirit tells us what to do. Yeah. Or, or in the singular, 
I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. The Holy Spirit tells me what to do. And that couldn't be a worse interpretation of the verse. Paul was saying that some guy was so involved in sin, it was such obvious sin, it was, it was so horrifying what the guy was doing that you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you that's wrong. That's good. Mm. You already know this. You don't need any man to come along and say, hey, that's wrong what that guy's doing. And what he was saying was you, don't need, you didn't need to wait for my letter because if you don't respond to my letter, I'm going to come in person and I'll take care of it then. Sounds like authority. Yeah, that's what Paul was saying is I will come in my authority and I'll fix things. But you need to respond to my letter and fix it. So what he was really saying was you don't need anyone to tell you that what that guy's doing wrong. You already know. From, the Holy Spirit revealed it to you the minute it started happening. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, it's really taken out of context. And what Paul says is if you, if you can't, in, in the within the church make decisions and lead people and correct people then you really have no business being in leadership mm. it was always intended paul and certainly did Boy. and it was always intended that the leadership god calls and chooses even in the ephesians verse it says god god appoints prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists yeah this, this verse alone tells you that God appoints people in office. Men mm. and women are chosen and called. Yeah. Um, uh, Luke and I were looking at something the other day about in the book of Acts where they, you know, this, this guy who's an evangelist has daughters who are prophets, and then within their church they have another guy who's a prophet. And these, there's, there's this recognition of their calling from God. Here in today's world, most commonly, we still identify the pastor as the man called of God. Mm-hmm. But what's happened today is we've tried to strip that position, make it less important. We become the flock that is the sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And it's they they're led astray. And for the lack of a vision, the people perish because it's the pastor, it's the shepherd who who brings the vision into focus and shares what God's doing. And again, there's, you know, obvious things that we can, we don't need anyone to tell us is right and wrong. We just, we are just so seduced into what we want. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it, there has been so many abuses of men in leadership. Yeah, there, you go. there have been so many failures of men in leadership. We kind of want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say the truth is no longer the truth because these guys wouldn't live the truth. Yeah. What the guys that did it wrong get to determine how the future is is built. And the guys who did it right get to go away. Hmm. And it's it's just it's kind of the process Sounds Christianity backwards. lives in today. Whoever did authority wrong, discipleship wrong. Every time I talk about discipleship, when I when I used to travel a little bit and speak, and it, people would just like be scared, like they'd, you'd run across the disciples for Christ disciples who would who would uh, now they're all in their sixties, right? So, um, but back when I was a kid, they were really committed and they were disciples for Christ and it was a shepherding program, and it was really cool, except that it ended horribly, and there were a lot of abuses within it. And when I'm talking about leadership, authority, discipleship, I get every almost invariably I get someone who comes up to me and says something about that, and I said like, okay, so those guys did it wrong, right? 
and you decided that it's just not appropriate anymore, regardless of what the Bible uh, or true, you know, yeah. or true anymore, but regardless of the Bible example or the Jesus Bible says. teaching, you want to change the teaching to you have to change mm-hmm. the context of all the verses and everything. I mean, Peter, Peter called out the death of Ananias and Sapphira. That's pretty strong leadership. That's shepherding. That's keeping. What did Jesus say? You got or the, what God says so many times in history is you must purge the evil from your midst. Mm. Well, leadership does that. The shepherd protects the flock from the wolves, and and it's a very important role, and it's a very important role to cast the vision and to lead the way. And, you know, Peter doing that, I mean, it's just so abrupt, and it's so, it's so shocking. So let's just get rid of it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's say it just does. It didn't really happen. Let's say it's mm-hmm. you know that isn't in the earliest manuscripts or do something like that, just to try to diminish it. But the truth, the truth is, Jesus went out, picked twelve men. Right, eleven of them succeeded in life in Christianity. They failed, 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 and the end result was they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were the most incredible Christians on the planet. One of them failed miserably. He denied, he robbed, he stole the money during the course. Um, He shared in every aspect of the ministry. He was breathed on, he went out and healed, he delivered, he did all those things, and yet he was just not honest to his faith. So what today, if if they employed today's methodology, they would get rid of the 11 because the one did it wrong. Right. This isn't. This is not apropos. Judas failed. He betrayed. He sold Jesus down the road. He stole money. He was a complete failure. Therefore, you eleven don't get to be the apostles that keep Christianity alive. That that demonstrate Jesus in the land, and eventually, a vast majority of them are responsible for most of the uh, mm-hmm. most of the New Testament that we today follow as the Word of God. When you read the Bible, you open the book. What's at the top of the page? We're studying the book of Luke. What's at the top of the page? Luke. We study what a man wrote, and we call it God's word. We follow men as appointed, as inspired and anointed by God to write down a story and words, and we call it the word of God. We, every one of us, Except that God gives authority to man to lead the church every time we read the Bible. Every time we believe the Bible, really. Not yeah. just read it, but every time we believe it, we're saying God gives authority to man to lead the church. Every time we read it, we're saying and believe it, we're saying God is speaking to me. Well, it was a man that wrote that. Mm. And, and, and you should see by what incredible fortune or circumstances those letters that we actually read came together to be canonized in the Bible. Right. It's phenomenal, the circumstances. God gives authority to man to lead the church. And every time I read that book and then believe it, I'm saying I believe what a man did inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, it, I, I, nothing's oh. changed. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever exactly. Mm-hmm the way it always was, and today's trend towards I need no man, I need no leaders, I follow no one. I mean, it's it's a pathway. It's a pathway to hell. It is the road to hell being paved and made even wider and easier. Mm. Yes, I think, but- you know, I'm thinking back. Um, we were raised in the Catholic Church, and when we were kids, it was actually the priests were, were God's 
God's representative, you know, you, everything they said was pretty much gospel, mm-hmm. and that's how we lived, our parents as well, is, is you know, um, and how far we've fallen from that in 2021, where what Steve said, you know, um, there we let all the people have let us down, and there, and, and you know what, quite honestly, there every day you read that some pastor of some ministry yeah. has let us let people down and betrayed the. Um, the vow that they took or the trust of their people that were put in their hands. And so it, it really is the most, one of the most important tenets as you read the new, as you read the new Testament, if you read the old Testament as well. But I mean, I was thinking about Ananias and Sapphira as well, but just the way Paul talked, you know, Paul, Paul was no shrinking violet Jesus. I'm constantly shocked at the way Jesus led mm-hmm. because before I read Jesus in context, which means Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, you know, line upon line, I thought he was a little namby-pamby a little bit in his yep. leadership, you know, and he's not. He's very strong in the way he leads, and he gives us authority to lead. And I think we, as the Bride of Christ, have really um, homogenized it and also just really let down our guard and the way we lead. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, um, maybe it's warranted that people don't, want to listen to our authority yeah would you say there's a there's like a vacuum a leadership vacuum yeah i do think there's a leadership vacuum either either there's um i don't know how you're using vacuum are you using vacuum not like it sucks <laughs> like <laughs> like, a Dyson. like there's there's supposed to be leadership there uh like you've heard the phrase nature abhors a vacuum right mm-hmm. so if there's a vacuum oh, something you've never heard that no steve have you heard that okay <laughs> If there's a if there's, no. if there's a vacuum as in there's no air someplace, then air will rush in from okay. somewhere, yeah. right? It's like my 1986 camper. There's there's dry air on, and dry wood on the inside. The rain will find a way That's inside. Right. Um, but so there's a leadership vacuum. Something's going to lead. If the thing that's supposed to be leading, if the Correct. people that are supposed to be leading aren't, then something will. Something so will rise up. What do you think is taking the place today if the church isn't taking their spot as the leaders of the world, leaders of the church, uh, of the believers of the flock, then what's taking their place as leaders? Well, I, well, I think honestly that we're leading ourselves, like you said at the beginning, and I think we are. What we're doing is we're deciding what what the leadership is, and we're deciding to make us the leaders individually. So, um, I'm the leader. I'll do what I want to do. I'm saved. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter about you. That was actually yep. a rhyme. That was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so I think the vacuum of that is is that we just don't trust leaders. Mm. So we we maybe go Sunday, but it's like, yeah, he doesn't speak for me. He doesn't really speak for Jesus. I speak for me. I, I, yeah. I, I, what I need no man to lead me, is that what you said? It's, it's, I think that we just started leading ourselves. And right, wrong, or indifferent, I think that's what the vacuum has become, is that we are very skeptical about leadership because we've so we as leaders are so guilty of... Uh, either being a hypocrite, being untrue, or we're so hard that we have no love and compassion. Yeah. But I think Steve probably has something different. Do you have anything different? So what's leading people and what is leading the church is the world system. Mm. Selfishness. If they say, if they, it, no matter what they say with their words, like praise the Lord, you know, I trust in Jesus, the world system, when you boil it down, is led by, you know, these some say five mountains, mountains. some say seven mountains, all these different power things in the world system, education, finance, entertainment, politics. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's, you know, everybody's listening to these things or has these values above. Correct. Yeah. Military might could be one of them. I don't know what the seven are, but you know, 
Um, and I, you're not talking about conspiracy theories. This is like the I'm, things that we trust in, the I'm things that we look to. talking about the world system. When you barrel, boil down, you take 100 Christians from any five churches, take 20 from five churches, put them together, and then start to talk about not sending your kids to college because college will ensure they'll go to hell uh, or um, they'll, they'll lose their faith. You talk about those same 100 Christians and talk about, let me teach you how to become wealthy. Or uh, insurance. W- give up your savings accounts. Give up your ins- your benefits, mm-hmm. and trust in the Lord. Trust and you'll Jesus. see those hundred Christians. You'll see terror in their eyes. Any, I mean, from any group. Right. Uh, uh, I say say so often in my church about these things. You would think my church would be small and yet all unified on these seven mountains, but they're not at all. You took even if twenty from my church. If you began to boil it down and ask them questions, the the fear of not having money in their hand, mm-hmm. the fear of not owning a cell phone, yeah. the fear wow. of not of living without education. You know what? I'm getting nowhere. What does that mean? I'm not getting an education. Well, wait a minute. You are getting an education. It's not the education the world designed yeah, it's for not you. An education you can hang on your wall when you're done. Right. You're getting an education on how to live, believe and, and be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just not getting an education that will uh, make the world look at you and say you're successful. Yeah. Um, so honestly, what's what is leading them and they will be led regardless is the world system. And it is focused. The number one focus of the world system is selfishness. Mm. The number one focus of the Jesus system is selflessness. Any man who gets up to lead and has selfishness in his heart in the Christian church will eventually turn his church towards the world system. Any man who gets up to lead and is fully committed to humbling himself and being selfless, he will repent of the selfishness that, that resides in him. He will overcome the selfishness and he will lead his people to the mountain of the Lord, yeah. to the to the dependency on God our Father like a toddler depends on its father, mm-hmm. on its parents. It'll be that kind of dependency. And you'll see the difference very clearly. You can, you can see it in minutes with just a very few questions to Christians. You sit around a, a table, get it off of 100, and get it down to five or six sitting around a round table like this. Within just a few questions, you start getting people to him and haw and, and wait, 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 wait a minute. What I mean by this, and then they begin to try to, yeah. they try to explain their addiction to education or their addiction to success or taking care of themselves in their old age, their, where, their, where their faith is not in God, but yeah. in, in these accounts and in these investments and in these things. Mm-hmm. You'll very quickly hear them defending it as and trying to say it as though they really are people who trust in Jesus, but but they trust in these, you know, they, they can't imagine living without these things, yeah. you know. I found it a lot when I was inviting. I just took it on myself to invite a lot of people to the upcoming School of Transformation, mm-hmm. uh, which is starting as this episode airs is the first day of the new semester of the oh, School wow. of Transformation, first. Uh, the full-time one, six-month school. So I, I started inviting a lot of people from all the different areas. I've been Colorado, Canada. And uh, I just got so many, so many things were that world system type of stuff Correct. from Christians that that do want to follow Jesus mm-hmm. and do want to love Jesus more. But it's like, well, I have these plans, and if I take six months off from from pursuing this, then where am I going to be? 
and you know, like, well, maybe, maybe you need six months off to, <laughs> yeah. to get that perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's the thing of where will I be, but where are you now? Yeah. In terms of loving yourself, loving others, loving Jesus, loving Jesus, you know, living an obedient life to his will as you read it in the word. Um, where are you today? Hmm. Are you satisfied with your relationship with God? And it's like, I would lose my promotion or I would lose my health insurance. Um, one really big thing is, is like the, so foreigners, mostly foreigners from anywhere in a English speaking European country and Canada. It's shocking what they're told when they come here. We had a guy come here and then COVID started and he'd been here a lot a while and the calls from his mother every day, the Americans will leave you on the sidewalk to die. <laughs> you know, if you get so COVID, medical insurance, like, yeah. they will, they will let you die. They won't let you in your hospital because you don't have medical insurance mm. and you've got to come home to Canada where you're safe and the government will take care of you. Yeah. This is a, this is Christian communication, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, did you not come here because God sent you here? Or do you not belong to him any longer? It's yeah. the whole philosophy, the whole concept is is skewed and outrageous. And it's, it's this idea, you know, that you're not going to have your education. You can't go there and do that because you haven't finished your education. Yeah. You'll be a nobody. You'll have nothing. You will not be taken care of in your old age. What will you do when you get too old to work? Because I go to a school of ministry for six months, all of those things are already true. They're a stated fact in your conversation and in your idealism that mm-hmm. I will be forfeiting all of those things to go to the school of ministry for six months and or truth, a year. And the truth is that you, it's mostly Christians. So, you know, uh, almost Christian, 100% Christians yeah, saying that. It's usually so non Christians don't always usually say that, but I, I mean, they do, but it, we're shocked that it's Christian families who <laughs> will be so fearful about yep. what will you eat and what will mm-hmm. you drink and what will you wear mm-hmm. and and they forget the words of Jesus. We get yep. it from the American families as well, Absolutely. but we're shocked at how ex- exaggerated it is from the European and Canadian yep. families. This 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 it's a socialism that has already taken hold of yep. the government is the your god system. and god is dead. Well, it's funny cuz my family my family uh Colorado? Yeah, Colorado family, they're not really they're not really Christians Mm-mm. and they don't worry about my family. <laughs> you know, Isn't that they, funny? they, they say, well, you've somehow figured out how to live on next to nothing as a camp leader in yep. Canada. And so if you're going to do this, then you'll probably figure it out. And th- they don't give God credit cause they don't know to do that. But right. they're like, well, yeah. you, you figured it out last time and you made an okay decision. So we didn't, we doubted you then and it worked out. So we're not going to doubt you again. Right. And that's, and that's they my non-Christian the family. The Christian families and don't believe the it's proof. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. okay, so that's that's getting to the individuals. But we also have, like, as a church, as a as a whole church, we all want to be part of a church that does big things. It's like, oh, man, we're on the move. We're, <clears throat> we're accomplishing big things in the world. Like, people are hearing. Lives are being changed. Um, and, and yet we sometimes don't want to go to the church that that says, well, you have to be, you have to come to these events to help us change the world or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to, it's, it's a nice idea, but we need you to put some rubber to the road. We need you to put some uh, boots on the ground. Right. It so seems like those you, things go hand in hand. Yeah. Like we're, we want to attend to the church that is changing the world, but we don't actually always want to be the ones who are doing the world right. changing. 
It's really the philosophy of God will take care of it. God will mm -hmm. do it. Now, in finances, they don't believe that. In their own education, they don't believe that. In their own medical coverage, they don't believe it's that. It's a responsibility. In all of their, you know, entertainment, they don't believe that. But when it comes to the world will be saved or not saved, the 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 poor will be ministered to or not ministered to, they don't, they they now all of a sudden believe God will take care of it, hmm. and they'll say it out. God, you know. The poor will be taken because God's going to. No, listen, he, he, how he's doing it is he's sending us. And the us he's sending is very few. And we only have so much time, energy, and, and power to give, you yeah. know, money to give. So we need more of you to come and give your energy and your time, your money yeah. into this. And we'll see more people receive mercy and more people receive love. More people receive the kindness of God. So now might be a good time for your, your story on the farm. Do you think? That story is about uh, what it is. Yes, yeah, so I'd be glad to tell it. Is a, there was a region in the United States of, of very, very rich farmland, some of the richest farmlands in the world. And the farms that were there were highly successful. And people would try to buy those farms, but no one would sell them because they were highly successful. Expensive. And so this man wanted... To, he wanted to. He left his father's farm, and he wanted to buy a farm, and he wanted to farm the rest of his life. And so he picked the best place in the in the country. So he called a real estate agent, asked him to look, and the real estate agent called him back after exhaustive looking and said, "There just is nothing for sale. No one will sell. I can't get anyone to budge." He said, "But there is this one piece that's always been for sale, and it's you know potentially good, but it, you you need to look at it because it's a mess." The guy said, no, just buy it. If it's, you say it's good land and, you know, but it's a mess. They've been dumping on it for years. So he buys it and he goes. And the place is just full of roots. Everything, everyone tore off of their farms they put on this ground. Correct. And so he buys this ground that's all just full of forest, full of stumps, and everybody's dumped it. And so he begins to dig and burn and cut and clear and he cuts and clears and he finally gets enough to plant and he plants a little while he continues to dig and burn and pull and then he plants a little more and continues to de-rock and, and haul his rocks off and make walls out of the rocks and you know and he just he continues to work this ground and 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 the ground is the most fertile around it's never been planted and and it, and it just continues to grow and profit and he continues to dig and burn and 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 plow and this farm grows into he begins to build house and then barns and outbuildings and fences and he's out fixing his fence line and people began to dr pull off the highway to go see this marvelous farm because he made it into a spectacle and the lady turns and goes to see the farm by his name and let's say smith it's turned here to see the beautiful smith farm and he happens he's an old man now and he's out on the fence fixing it and this lady pulls up in a mercedes rolls down her window and says sir do you know who owns this beautiful farm and he says well i do and she said the lord has sure blessed you with a beautiful farm he said you should have seen it when he had it to himself <laughs> And that is, in my opinion, that's just a, a story for me that just really everything good that, you know, that besides the original creation, everything amazing, God has inspired men to go do. Mm. 
whether it's Rome being saved and we have the heritage of Christianity through the Roman church and then the, you know, Christianity spreading all over the world. It's because some man went out and dug and burned and pulled and hacked and, and, you know, continued. And when he was done, he did it again. And when he was done, he did it again and continued to make something beautiful out of what God had given him. It's kind of like the talents, man. God gives talents to the, so many and, and they turn it into so many more. And every story that he talks about at work in the vineyard. And so um, this story, you should have seen it when God had it to himself. Well, you should have seen my life when God was the only one that wanted my life blessed. I refused to let it be blessed. I refused to put the effort in, the faith in. I wouldn't listen to anybody and I wouldn't act upon it. I wouldn't read the Bible. I wouldn't even pray to him. I would not do anything it takes to make a life beautiful. And then... He inspired, he came and he showed me he was real and I began to get to work. Once I got to work in obedience and I got to work in service and I got to work loving the unlovable because that's not an easy task. That's a, loving the unlovable is a genuine labor of love. And eventually someone says to me, how did you build such an incredible church? Right. I would never say you should have seen it when God had it to himself, but you should have seen it when his, it was only his idea. And nobody would come along and do it. Hmm. I'm positive I'm not the first person called to do this in the in the Orville. I am maybe the first person to do it. I don't know, but I know that I did do it, and 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 it is done. I mean, it's done. We've done it, and we dug, and we and we're not done. We're still working. I mean, I was there all morning working on the church yeah. expansion, and so. It, I would never say you should have seen him when he had himself, but I can tell you there was a time when he was the only one wanted this to happen. Yeah. And he inspired me and I said, yes, but it, it wasn't just wiggle my nose or snap my fingers. It's, yeah. you know, we're at 22 years of coming up on 23 of hard labor. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way beautiful things occur. You want your life beautiful? God will do it, but he's already put the power in you to make it beautiful and unless you work in agreement with faith, like to reject the education process of this world and reject the financial processes of this world and reject the entertainment value of this world. Well, and, and accept the leaders going. that he's put go. in place, the right? The, yeah. That have he has given authority to to show you how to live. And examine the fruit of your leaders. Examine their fruit. And if it's good, then accept that leadership and be allow allow yourself to be told what to do. Because, you know, every day I'm saying, hey, grab a broom and do this and do that. And everyone says, how did you get this done? Well, you know, I didn't do it all. But they wouldn't have known what to do if I didn't direct them. Hmm. And if men didn't accept being told what to do, none of this. This building we're sitting in, you should have seen this thing. You can look at you can look at it on Google Maps. My family sometimes yeah. is like, where are you going to school at? Look up 2300 Oro Bangor old, Highway. And it's the old one? On Google oh, yeah. Maps, it's a, it's and it's the still the, the building without a ceiling. Yeah, without a roof. It's, uh, yeah, without no roof and uh, just a bunch of garbage. To be fair, we up. took the roof off to keep the homeless from camping in here and fouling it. I literally have a picture. Oh, but of this is this was when after. it was still abandoned and the roof yeah. was just falling in. That's right. No, it was the we took the the metal off. Oh, okay. so they couldn't be safe from the rain. I see. They would come in here in the rain and just foul this place. It would just mm. turn into wild crazy. But here's the thing: is that you know, getting back to the point, is that. Um, we have a good leader at the father's house and, and, you know, you can, I would, I would arguably say it's, you know, Steve is the leader. We co-pastor and they, and I'm pastor Vicky, but his vision and what God, God's told him to do 
would be for nothing if no one followed him. Yeah. We would not have the things that God has showed us to do. We would not be able to do it unless he led and people followed. Mm. It would be, I mean, we could do something by ourselves, and we did it first because we didn't have anybody. We started small, and God said, don't, don't, don't uh, hate, despise. despise small beginnings. And that's, we, Steve and I can look back and see when we didn't have anybody that was really following. But now we have incredible followers who are now leaders mm. who have people following. So, you know, God gives um, man, how do you say, God gives man the right to lead. The authority, authority to, to lead the church. church. Right? So it's like we have a leader who has, is a very much a visionary, and very much a go-getter, you know, just not, I'm not going to sit here and mm-hmm. pray about it. But I'm going to do it because the talent, the um, these the, the parable about the talents is like when you, when you were given one and you buried it, he did that. Jesus did not like that. God does not like yeah. that. Well, I'm, I knew you were an evil taskmaster, so I went ahead and and buried it and gave it back to you. And what happened is he gave he gave, took his talent from him and gave it to the guy that doubled doubled his. Mm-hmm. So I think the church so often just wants to sit on its laurels, sit on its rear end. And not follow, follow people and do and do something. You'd yeah. rather so say God's going to do it. God's going to do yeah. it, and, and it and works from both sides, right? I right. don't want to follow somebody, but right. I don't want to have to be the one taking the authority and the responsibility yeah. right. to have people follow me either. Correct, you because know, then people are going to examine your life, and as leaders, they should be able to examine your life, and yeah. that's the problem in some areas is that we've examined um, leaders' lives, and they they've come up lacking. Yeah. You found out that they have secret lives, and so they didn't take their call very, very right. they didn't, seriously. Yeah. They didn't take the people very. But yeah. on the on the positive them. side, because our producer Luke is always saying, "Don't just talk about the negative. We got to okay. t- talk to the positive." There's been some amazing things, like even in the the two and a half years that I've been here. Not saying that I did these things, but these are the things that have happened since I got here. The church is a lot bigger. We went from one service that wasn't filling up the building we had to two services that are filling up an expanded building. Mm-hmm. Our kids' building is way too small for oh, it all is? the. We're adding age groups to kids. Really? You know, we've got. It's awesome. Yeah. In two services, we can barely have enough room for the kids, all the kids that want to come to church and do right. kids' church. Amazing. Um, all the different things like expanding our little homeschool to be, you know, mm-hmm. more teachers, more class, more, more room. All this stuff, we don't have enough room in our office to get all the computers and people in that want to <laughs> make media to send out to the rest of the world. That's right. It's just really cool to see, just in the two years of year 22, how much has changed. I would love to, I do Photoshop stuff, and you can do click the button before, after, before, after to see wow. what your edits look like. I would love to do the before, after, now. And 22 years oh, I'd ago, love that. Yeah. it would be so cool to have them side by side. I would love that. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that this is actually something when people do see it, because th- there are parts of this city that haven't haven't allowed anybody to come and lead them, haven't allowed their street to get cleaned up, their mm-hmm. alley to get cleaned up, haven't allowed us to come in and, and fix up their yard for them and paint their house. There's still parts of the city that look really rough, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people around the world that when they see it they come here they're like man i love being a part of it because things are actually happening right so i i think that's really cool and that's why i sort of pushed the school of transformation because i think it's a really great place where what somebody said man i feel unstuck now like i feel like i can go yeah i can go and start and when there's something moving when there's a when there's a ball going down the hill it's easier to join that one It's, it's it's really difficult to start from zero when i look back at the 23 years that we've been here 
you know, and I'm, I'm literally astounded every time I go to church or every time I go to 91 acres, we do lights of hope. I'm astounded. And it's so cool because there's so many things because men are leading and we've given men the authority to lead. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we recognize our responsibility to lead because people are following us and it just becomes follow me as I follow Christ. It becomes a very good model and it, the ball just keeps running. Yeah. It's, it's like we've, om we've almost used our imagination so creatively. And, and I mean we being, you know, it's not usually me, but it's our team. It's, yeah. our, it's our incredible leadership, um, which you're a part of, Max. And, and it's like we allowed them to dream because they feel like they're unstuck. So you say, you know, I feel like doing a podcast. And we're yeah. like, let's go for it because we're already moving. And it's fresh every, every, every week we have a meeting. And all of our leaders lead and say, this is what I feel like we're supposed to be doing. Let's have an outdoor service for Easter. Let's have a guy come and do an evangelistic thing. We're like, yes, because we allow them to lead. They allow us to lead. Yeah. They follow. You got to have followers. You got to have leaders. And it's good because so they're joining. People come here to join not just what you're doing, no. not just what we're doing, but they're coming to join what God is doing. God is doing. If God gives the authority, then it, it's we become... Uh, like it says in one of the epistles, we become co-workers Christ. with Christ. Right? One thing I've learned really clearly in all these years of my 46 years of walking with Jesus, God, um, you can do nothing of eternal value with God, without God, without mm -hmm. him working with you at the Holy Spirit. Without the name of Jesus, nothing you do will have eternal value. It won't, it won't survive the fire, as it were. You can do nothing without him. And he will do nothing without you. Hmm. And I have found that to be the truest thing I've learned to live by, is that he wants the world to be saved. That's right. The will of God is not happening on the face of the earth. People always say, if it's God's will, it'll happen. But <laughs> it's not happening because the will of the people doesn't line up with That's the will good. of God. Mm. And so it's his will clearly stated in the Bible that all should be saved, that none should, should perish, perish and all should come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Well, that isn't happening. So his will is not happening. And, and it says that God so loved the world, meaning he lo and he loves everyone in the world, that he would wish that none would go to hell. But it, there, hell will not be empty mm. because... He, his love is not going to force you to follow him. He will do. He will do. He won't do without you. Yeah. He'll do nothing without you is a very trustworthy statement. Hmm. And if we want the world saved, we're going to go out to the highways and byways and preach the gospel. If we want the world saved, we're going to tell them about his love for them and then teach them how their love for him should look. If we want the world to be saved, we're going to have to stand up and say, follow me, I'll lead you out of this mess. How are they going to know if, if the people sent don't go? That's, That's right. right. I didn't realize that rhyme, but it does. It does. Yeah. I know we're rhyming today. So the, I, I, have, I have really recognized this to be true, the truth in Christianity, is that you can do nothing without him that has any eternal value whatsoever for anyone. You have to build again. And yeah. you can do, and he will do nothing without you that's good i think that's a good place to end the conversation um you know just listening to this it's really easy to remember why we're called the uncommon truth because uh this is i, I bet it's pretty controversial for some people yeah but uh that's kind of why we started the show because uh for 
you know, for all that you guys are, you're a little bit edgy, a little bit controversial, and I think it's cool. What's he talking about? I have no idea. All right. Well, anyway, I think people are going to really enjoy it. If you want to get in contact with us, you can send me an email. It's uh, the it's uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com. And because I messed it up the first time, uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com. And we'll get back with you. We might even give you a shout out on the radio. Um, so thanks so much for listening. And uh, if you mention Vicky, you might still be able to get into that school yeah, of transformation. Code. Like so all the code today. is Vicky, V-I-C-K-I. School of transformation or school of transformation light. It's Vicky. The code is truly Vicky said. <laughs> Vicky said I should come to the school of transformation. That's or the right. School of transformation light. All right. Well, it's so good to have you guys back. Have a thanks great for week, you guys. Us. See you later. Bye.